back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. John Wilner and I host a podcast. It's called Kanzano and Wilner, the podcast. Very creative name. Uh, you can find that on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get a podcast. Look for Kanzano and Wilner. We focus a lot on the Pac-12. We've had some big guests, ranging from Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, to George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, to Brett Yormark, uh, the Big 12 commissioner. And this week, we had Bob Thompson on, the former Fox Sports Network's uh, uh, president. Uh, Wilner is joining me now on this program to talk a little bit about the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament coming up next week and a, and a little bit about a column he wrote this week with some predictions for the Pac-12's predicament, the media rights predicament. Wilner, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay, thanks. How about yourself? Uh, you know what? i got to thank you because in a sea of misinformation and hysteria and the imminent demise and the crumbling of the Pac-12 conference, you are an oasis in that ocean. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, it's hard to avoid the ocean uh, because, and part of that's because the Pac-12 has kept such a tight lid on the actual developments, and yet this thing has gone on for now eight months. So in that void of real news, there is rumor, speculation, conjecture, and I know some of that rumor, speculation, and conjecture could end up being right, but we don't know. And uh, it's hard to kind of know what to believe right now. All right, so let me throw this at you because, you know, from a strategy standpoint, I don't like the silence because I think they have lost the brand and the PR war out there if there's a, there's a battle going on. that they're, Like casual fans, like, you know, my brother living in California, my friends that I grew up with are texting me going, is the Pac-12 going to blow up? Uh, you know, I'm hearing all these horrible things. So that brand is out there. But is there an advantage to them being quiet amid a negotiation? Well, I mean, I'm sure that, that that's what their partners want. I mean, the, the folks that are negotiating on the other side of the table from ESPN, Amazon, Apple, whatever, you know, I don't think they want the Pac-12 to turn around and, and leak information. And my guess is the university presidents, who are ultimately going to make the decision, they don't want stuff leaked out either. So... It serves the conference executives who are involved in the in the day-to-day negotiation. It serves both their key constituents uh, to just keep quiet on this. We are now approaching, uh, I think today is day 246, since UCLA and USC announced that they were going to leave for the Big Ten. You did some predictions uh, and some survival odds. Help explain your survival odds, because you're saying the Pac-12 is a five-and-a-half-point favorite like Pac-12 survival is a favorite over Pac-12 extinction by five and a half points. Uh, wh- how do you arrive at that position? Yeah, so, you know, many months ago, uh, I figured I was trying to figure out a way that would kind of illustrate the situation, and I figured a point spread is something that a lot of fans can relate to, even if you don't know the details of sports betting. You know the basics of a point spread, so I framed it in those terms, and, and survival has been a five-and-a-half-point favorite over an extinction. Now, if you see one team is a five-and-a-half-point favorite over another, you'd think, okay, 
you know, they're a better team. They should win, but you never know. And that's kind of how I viewed this whole Pac-12 thing. It should stay intact and move forward with the 10 schools together, but you never know. It's not a lock. It's not like a two-touchdown favorite. So I put it at about five and a half points a few months ago. It stayed there, but, you know, today I kind of ticked it down to five because I think now that we're into March, they got to get this thing done in the next few weeks or else I think there's going to be some panic, uh, maybe some questioning of the leadership. So it's down to five, which isn't a big drop, but I'm going to treat, keep dropping that thing every week until they get a deal done. You had Washington State President Kirk Schultz on a, and talked with him and wrote about him for uh, your readers who read you at uh, Pac12Hotline.com and, and in the San Jose Mercury News. Um, I want you to unpack that a little bit because we read Schultz's quotes, but you had a much deeper conversation with him. What was the feeling in general that you walked away with after talking with him? You know, he was optimistic, and his view, you know, he's got a great perspective, right, because he's the Pac-12 representative on the college football playoff uh, board of managers. So he was one of the people closely involved in playoff expansion. Uh, He's also been a president of Kansas State, so he was in the Big 12 when it lost, you know, Colorado, Nebraska, uh, Texas A&M. So he's got a really good feel for the whole landscape of college sports and college football. You know, he sounds like the conversations that are going on behind the scenes are a lot different than the conversations that are being had on social media, which is to be expected. The presidents look at things a little bit differently, right? They do care about money. They do care about winning, but they take a broader view. And so he kind of gave me the impression that he he thinks that they're going to get this thing done and that everybody is on board. Now, you never know, right, until they sign on the bottom line. You don't know which schools are in and which schools are out, and that's that's a key point. But certainly the feeling from him about the discussions that are going on in the Pac-12 Board of Directors are, are much calmer and steadier than what's being had out on Twitter. Yeah, and that lines up with uh, our listeners here who heard Oregon State's president earlier this week, you know, talk yeah. about the values and how, what they find in common. And, you know, I know you listened to that when when you heard um, Jayathi Morthy talking about, you know, the landscape. Now, her background's not rich with sports. She's an engineer, right, technical engineer who grew up in India. She knows cricket. But I thought she she kind of mirrored what Schultz is saying. And, I, and as a new president, I, I tend to think that she's probably in the room doing more listening than talking. But... Yep. You heard her. Did it line up with what Schultz has said, or what jumped out at you? Yeah, no, it did line up. And it's a reason to know that the Pac-12 Board of Directors, which is the university presidents, are listeners to know, I should say. The, the board has got a three-person executive committee, which is um, basically sets the agenda, drives the discussion for the broader group of presidents. Schultz is on that board. Stanford President Mark Tessier-Levine is on that board. Washington President Anna Marie Kause is on that board. She is the chair. And the board rotates every two years based on seniority. It's just a coincidence that all the three members are all from, you know, the old North Division schools. Uh, so, you know, what, what Schultz is saying reflects, I think, what everybody was saying. Uh, one thing that, that was noticeable is, is she mentioned to you that they've discussed unequal revenue sharing, which I thought was an interesting little tidbit to take public. It makes sense to me that they would discuss unequal revenue sharing of postseason money, college football playoff or NCAA tournament. But for them to go down the path of 
unequal share from the main media deal would be a uh, very interesting move. Do you expect that to happen, or is, do you think that's something that was brought up? Because the way she brought it up made me sound like, hey, we're talking about lots of different things. Here are some of them. And yeah. I, and she, she added in that point, uh, she said, you know, and I understand why that would be important to some people. Yeah, no, I got the sense that it was more we're talking about a bunch of things and this is one of them rather than we're, we're going down this road. I think that is yet to be determined exactly how they do it. To me, that is a fraught path, unequal share of the main media deal, because I think it leads to a lot of internal turmoil. To me, you know, given how much money is going to be involved in the, the new playoff, the expanded playoff, some kind of unequal share of that, you know, if Oregon or Washington make it, they should, you know, take a, a, a bigger amount, right? Yeah. Going down the path that, that where they're splitting up the main media deal, I think will lead to problems. John Wilner with us, uh, Bay Area News Group, San Jose Mercury News, also my co-host on the Canzano and Wilner podcast. You projected in your column this week um, some Pac-12 uh, media numbers. Uh, the Big 12 Conference, uh, with their agreement with ESPN and Fox, got a deal that will pay each school an average of 31.6 or 31.7 million right in that neighborhood, starting in 2024, 2025. Uh, where do you put the range for the Pac-12? Right right, very close to the Big 12. I thought all along that the two conferences were pretty similar, right? I mean, their current media deals are almost identical. Um, the Big 12's getting like $1 million more per school per year, right? So the current deals are similar. And then the Big 12 loses Texas and Oklahoma. The Pac-12 loses USC and UCLA. The Big 12 has replaced those two schools, and they did a good job with Cincinnati, UCF, uh, Houston, and BYU. The Pac-12 hasn't replaced anybody. But I also feel like Oklahoma and Texas meant a lot more to the Big 12 than USC and UCLA did to the Pac-12. So I think they're still kind of equal. And my view is the Pac-12 is going to land somewhere in about 10% plus or minus of the Big 12's number, which is so basically $8 million per school at the low end, and the top end would be about $34 million per school. And either way, it's not enough. It's not a transformative difference, right? It's not like going to the Big Ten and getting $65 million a year. So I just think, you know, you, you sign the deal and you, you plow forward. ESPN, Apple, Amazon, they've all come up, and... I, I want to throw something wild at you. Like, is it possible the conference goes with ESPN as their linear provider and then cuts a deal with maybe Amazon to do a Friday night game and Apple to get all the rest of the Pac-12 networks? Is, is it possible that they can end up on all three partners? And you mentioned another, a fourth entity. You called it an X factor. How does that fit in, in, in this equation? I just feel like there could be something out there that nobody has reported that they've got kind of got up their sleeve. I don't, I don't really know what it could be, but I feel like you got to account for the unknown, right? So that's kind of why I added the X factor. But I, I think it's, it is almost assured to me that there will be Pac-12 football and basketball on ESPN and on either Apple or Amazon, and it's possible could be on all three. Uh, I don't know how Apple and Amazon would feel about sharing. Maybe they'd do it. We don't know. That's kind of uncharted territory because they don't have 
very many sports properties right now, and they certainly aren't sharing any. But you can't rule it out. And you're right, Amazon, a Pac-12 game on Friday night works perfect coming out of Thursday night football. They can promote it. ESPN, we know that they want the Saturday night 7.30 Pacific kickoff. They probably want some other games, right? If Oregon and Washington are playing, they're both top ten. ESPN's going to want that game. So it could be any combination, I think, of those three. But I would be very surprised if there's no Pac-12 football on ESPN. The the geography here is interesting, and I have felt for a while that uh, you know Big Twelve fans and fans in other part of the country don't quite understand two things. One, the ongoing distribution issues with the Pac-12 network, I think, have changed mindsets here in the Pacific Time Zone. Like, I think if if the contents on Apple or Amazon, where we can all find it, it'll be hallelujah. Let's get it, and you know, let's move forward. At least we can see the damn games. And the second thing is just the G of Apple and Amazon. You pointed it out in your column that Washington's president, uh, Anna Marie Cosse, her office is three and a half miles from Amazon's headquarters. Like, how does that factor in your mind? I just think that there is a, you know, Amazon and Apple are a deep part of the culture out here, right? And Washington and Amazon are working together on a science uh, center on the on the UW campus that they announced a year ago, right? That they're... That, Amazon is just so ingrained with Washington. There's such a close relationship, and Kause is chair of the board. Apple is so ingrained in the Bay Area. It's hard for yeah, it's hard for other fans who live elsewhere to kind of recognize how deeply rooted those two companies are in everything that goes on on the West Coast and the Pac-12 footprint. And that makes to me, Pac-12 presidents don't look at them as you know. A, a, don't look at streaming through those two companies as a scary proposition. They look at it as, you know, kind of tightening the relationship that already exists with those two companies. The, you know, I'm looking at expansion, and I know a lot of SMU and San Diego State fans are very impatient. Um, you have placed odds, 50% odds that the Pac-12 adds two teams, 45% odds they add no teams, only 5% that they add four teams. How did you arrive there? I just kind of threw a dart at the wall. <laughs> you know, I just I don't know for that it, for sure they're going to expand because it will depend somewhat on how much money there is. If they get a a really low offer, lower than they want, lower than they expect, uh, and the networks say, you know what, we're not going to pay you very much for those extra games, they may not expand. Uh, but but the piece, the key piece is the inventory, right? If if you have a twelve team conference. You can play 13 or 15 more home games a year. And 13 or 15 more games a year, that is a lot of value to, to networks. So that's kind of why I think they're going to end up doing it. If, they, if Amazon wants a Friday night game and you've only got a 10-team league, you gotta, those teams are going to be playing a lot of Friday nights. Whereas if you have a 12-team league, you know, everybody plays twice or so on Friday night. And I think that that's going to be a key piece of their decision. John Wilner, you can read him, Pac12Hotline.com, San Jose Mercury News. Also, catch him on Conzano and Wilner, the podcast. Again, I'm going to say this, man. Uh, you know, there's a lot of nonsense out there, and uh, there have been a few times I wanted to quit Twitter because of the nitwits in the uh, Big 12 footprint coming after me. But uh, you are a, a rare piece of sanity in that, in that ocean. I appreciate that very much, my friend. Thank you. All right. Thank you, John Wilner. Really interesting stuff there from John Wilner, uh, the guru, the Bay Area News Group superstar. Um, you know, unpack this a little bit. 
you know, for those of you out there who believe the conference is uh, imminently in trouble or shaking or crumbling, uh, you know, I would encourage you to step back and ask yourself, if, put yourself in, first of all, the position of the Big Ten Conference. Kevin Warren added UCLA and USC. He may have had an appetite for more schools. He certainly talked about expanding further, but he was subsequently not renewed by his presidents. There seemed to be some displeasure with that sentiment. And I, and I suspect it was coming from Michigan State, Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, uh, Rutgers in Maryland, and you know Northwestern. There's just a whole bunch of parties there that I do not think would want Washington and Oregon in the conference for a variety of reasons. First of all, you're subsidizing those universities. They're not worth 70 plus million dollars in media rights revenue. They're not in L.A. like the UCLA and USC are. Um, and so it just doesn't make any sense. Secondarily, why would you want to compete against those schools while you're subsidizing them? It just makes no sense to me if you are those schools that I mentioned, among others. Uh, secondarily, if you're at the four corner schools, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado, you're watching Oregon and Washington. As long as they stay in the conference, you're staying too. It's where you want to be. Rick George, the Colorado AD, told me that he said, why would you leave a conference with 10 or 12 members to go into another conference with 14 or 16 or 18 members when the goal is trying to get to the playoff? And it's a great point. You're not going to make a lateral move, and it is a lateral financial move at best to go into the Big 12 conference because you're adding on travel. You're talking about having to play you know, Houston and Louisville and play games in Florida, and it doesn't make any sense to me for those schools to even be thinking about it. Yes, you want to do your diligence. Yes, of course, you know, if I were the athletic director, the president of one of those schools, I would hire a consultant and say, hey, uh, you know, pencil this out for me. But it, it has never made sense to me. And in five and six months of talking about this, I have stayed consistent with the message. Uh, I have talked to university presidents, multiple. I've talked to eight or nine of the athletic directors that are among the remaining 10 schools. And I've told you over and over, the message I'm getting internally from the Pac-12 over and over and over again is we are galvanized, we are committed, we are together, there's nowhere to go. Uh, I had one AD tell me, as long as Oregon and Washington stay, uh, you know, nothing's happening. Like, But if they do go, maybe it would be run for the hills. That was very early on. Um, look, I just think everybody is committed in, in this. And I think they'll get a deal. I don't like the noise. I don't like the misinformation. I don't like that some media members nationally, I think, are taking advantage of fear and anxiety. There's a lot of fear-mongering going on. Feels a little bit too close to the ugliness of politics that we saw in the last decade or so. It just it hasn't been very civil. Uh, that's the best I can put it. But I'm here to tell you, like, this conference is staying together. And anybody, I keep hearing from people, go, oh, are they breaking up? Or, I'm like, where are they going? doesn't make any sense. Step back and think about it. I don't think the presidents, and again, we've heard on the record publicly from two of them now in the last two weeks, who have said, hey, calm down. And then the other eight also signed that statement saying, hey, we're committed. There's nothing to see here. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with Wilner. I think the conference needs to get something done and pronto. But I also am um, among the mindset that it's been really disappointing to watch some of the media members uh, navigate this process because I, I think you're being taken advantage of. And I frankly think that they're after your clicks. And, and uh, to me, it doesn't feel right. Coming up, I'm going to talk about Bo Nix, DJ Uyunglele, and the Pac-12 quarterbacks. Leave it here.